This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Hope you've had a good start to your weekend. You enjoyed your Friday nights. I did. So apologies for my voice. <laughs> it's a little bit uh, off. It was... Uh, it was used quite a lot yesterday, so uh, yeah, apologies for that if there's any kind of issues audibly uh, on my end. But uh, yeah, I hope that you had a great Friday. I hope that you've had a good start to your weekends, and I hope that you've got things planned uh, to enjoy yourselves in what is your last weekend of freedom without Arsenal, if you like. Because Arsenal next weekend, or Arsenal on Wednesday, of course, will be back for the Emirates Cup. And then next weekend is the Community Shields. I'll be in attendance for both, very excited for both, and uh, looking forward to, to getting back into the fold and seeing the Arsenal players and, and speaking to, to some of them after the games and stuff and getting back into the swing of the season. I'm very much looking forward to it and, and can't wait to uh, to get going again. And, and, and obviously meet some of the new players as well, like Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, Yuri and Timber. And uh, yeah, we've got to talk about some other stuff that might be happening too, which I'm excited to have. Uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Good morning to Peter, Trevor, Jose, Stephen, Dan, Jamie, Redstar. Good morning to Franklin. Good morning uh, to Morgie. We've got John, Emmanuel. Uh, we've got Daniel. We've got Sean, uh, Adam, Harbour Mulls, uh, Blackshine, Olawale, uh, Steve, Guna Reels, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Let's crack on, shall we, with today's stories. Uh, we start with Juventus uh, today. Yes, yes, we're starting with another club. We've got another club to discuss as well, actually. But it does relate to Arsenal because we're all included in this massive European uh, game, if you like. And Juventus have been handed a one-year ban from European competitions by UEFA for breaches of club licensing and financial fair play. The Italian club have also been fined £17.1 million, although 
10 million euros of that is conditional and will only be enforced if there are irregularities in Juventus' annual financial statements from 2023 through to 2025. The ban obviously means that they will not be involved in the UEFA Conference League this season. Uh, with Fiorentina expected to be the team that will replace them in the competition. They reached the final of the tournament last year after losing to West Ham, of course, in the final. And again, I just feel like, yes, this is evidence of FFP. This is evidence of the, the system hitting these teams. But it does still very much seem like these are just breach, like fines and levels of of damage to these clubs that have millions and millions and millions that just is not, you know, affecting them. And that gets worse when we talk about the next story, which is Chelsea. Chelsea um, have been fined £8.6 million by UEFA for historical breaches of financial fair play regulations. Premier League side submitted incomplete financial information related to transactions that took place between 2012 and 2019 under the previous ownership of Roman Abramovich. Uh, UEFA says that Chelsea's new ownership, a consortium led by Clear Lake Capital and Todd Bowley, was purchased the club into May 2022, alerted European footballing governing body to the historical cases of incomplete financial reporting. The €10 million Euro fine has settled the matter and Chelsea will face no further sporting sanctions from UEFA. And uh, that's mainly, I think, because they're not actually involved in UEFA competitions this season. So, again... These are financial irregularities, historical breaches of financial fair play, incomplete financial information from not just one year, but from 2012 all the way through to 2019. Um, and I just can't get my head around why that amount of money is representative of what has happened. I can't get my head around why that is a for a club that spent six hundred million i know that's not related to this in any way shape or form but in the context of what that club can do that it can just not complete its financial obligations in regards to reporting its um kind of statements and whatever it's just a pitiful amount it's just it's not it should be like we should be talking in well beyond like 20, 30, 40, 50 million pound fines. And I'd be saying this if it was Arsenal. If Arsenal were guilty of this, I'd be saying the same thing. Because the point of this whole strategy is to try and deter clubs from making these errors, you know. And for seven odd years of, of you know, incomplete financial reporting, which who knows what impl implications that could have had. Who knows how that could have benefited Chelsea by not completing them properly. We don't know. I just get the sense of how that this is fair. I don't know. And that it's just not um, in any way a deterrent to clubs to not act, um, you know, in, in the correct way. So there you go. That's uh, the financial fair play doing its job. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, Arsene Wenger, uh, his statue has been unveiled at the Emirates Stadium and, of course, will be in place. So you will be able to go and see it if you are in attendance for the Emirates Cup on Wednesday. Arsene Wenger is going to be at the game as well. He is there as Arsenal's um, kind of, I suppose, the, the guy that's going to be there is honouring him, um, which is a great thing. Um, I look forward to seeing... Um, Maybe I'll get to see Arsene Wenger in the mix zone after the game if he's walking through that area. I didn't ever get to speak to him because uh, obviously I joined the journalistic world way after Arsene Wenger had left. So 
who knows? Maybe there'll be an opportunity to speak with the Frenchman uh, about uh, his statue, about Arsenal's legacy after he's left and, and what else. So, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing him on Wednesday. Uh, Jorginho has done an interview with The Times in which he talked at length about a number of topics just to pick out some key highlights. He talked about Arteta and he said he's very transparent, very straightforward, and he's teaching the young players about football, but also about life, about legacy, what you want to be and what you want to leave behind, which is really encouraging to hear. He was also asked about you know, the uh, the title collapse. And he says they are used to winning when he talks about Man City. I don't think we should focus on what they have. We should focus on what we need to do. And I could not agree more. Arsenal can't linger on worrying about Manchester City as a club, about this team that have just a, a juggernaut uh, of financial capacity over the last, you know, one and a half decades. You know, they may, their executives talk about the fact that they've not spent that much money or... You know they're not um, they're not spending as much as other clubs are, but we all know the reality. We all know the political twists of those words that they've spent huge sums of money in recent years. That they're under investigation for one hundred plus breaches, you know, uh, by the Premier League. We know what Arsenal are up against, and we know what we've got to do, and we just need to focus on what we need to do. And that is exactly what Jorginho is saying, and it's very much true. And Kai Havertz has also been doing some interviews. He spoke to ESPN, um, and despite there being some like scepticism, I suppose, around it, uh, Havertz is is very happy with the idea that he is playing in midfield. He says, I really enjoy it to play that number, uh, to play that position. Uh, I am more on the ball, more integrated in the game, and I am really enjoying it. I think I have a lot of room to improve in the games. I'm still adapting to the game and everything. So far, it is working quite well. I think goals are important for my position. And also with my height, I want to score goals. It's part of my game. I always have to arrive there. Hopefully, it works more times in the league now. And the team is amazing. And it definitely feels like home already. They have made it very easy for me to integrate with the team. And it is fun to be with them. They are also young and hungry. And that's exactly what I wanted. And I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, it's just obviously really encouraging to hear that new signings are settling in well, that there are no issues in that regard as well. And it's always positive to hear a player talking so um, so clearly and succinctly about what they know is their role, their plan, what Arteta has got for them uh, as kind of the, uh, the plan for them moving forward. So yeah, very excited to see Kai Havertz continue to improve, to integrate and to show what he's doing at the club and lastly just a point on a transfer line because it's been very quiet very very quiet in the last 24 hours regarding transfer stories there's not been any updates on Mohamed Kudus or any new links or Patello things like that um Yunus Musa is said who was a target of Arsenal and formerly of Arsenal's academy he's close to joining AC Milan according to Fabrizio Romano for around 20 million euros which seems a real good deal um for for uh, Milan you know he's done fantastically well at Valencia He's obviously put himself in the frame in the U.S. men's national team midfield as well. And he's a very talented midfielder that will probably go on to bigger and better things with Milan. And if Arsenal were to ever need a midfielder, he could have been one of those players that maybe came in and offered some quality and strength and depth in midfield. But he's going to be off to Milan and uh, we look forward to seeing how he gets on playing in Serie A. There you go. That's all of today's stories rounded up. We're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's crack on with some of these questions. I'm going to start off, though, first of all, by saying that it is a mission of mine, (laughs) a real mission of mine now to try and not lose my head as much as I did yesterday evening, evening, morning, in the latter part of the show. My goodness, did I lose my head. Just I tweeted out yesterday saying um, that I used to be really good at kind of ignoring silly opinions or silly comments or things like that you know going on other channels where the community you know is not in, is not the same you know because obviously different communities are built in built in different ways and uh i should be really good at you know like ignoring <laughs> some of the ridiculous comments and in the last few weeks for some reason they've just kind of been getting a bit at me and, and i've been giving them far more attention than i should do uh, so it is certainly going to be my mission and endeavor to uh, just block and move on. It's the advice I give to so many other people. Just block and move on. And uh, certainly that's what I'm going to be doing as well. Uh, if you want to see me attempt to move on with life, you can do that uh, by coming to our live event, of course, on Sunday the 13th of August. Uh, I'll be joined by Harry Simu, FK and Bailey Keogh. Um, and I also want to give a shout out for those of you that are in London. Um, I'm hoping that he doesn't mind me doing this. He can stop me because I can see that he's in the chat box if he thinks I'm going too far by saying this. But if you are uh, in London on the 4th of August, so that's next Friday, um, there is an event, you know, in quotation marks. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but there's an event at the Tollington uh, helping Gunas versus Cancer being headed up by Mike Feinberg. So if you're around next Friday in North London and you'd like to come down to help support a fantastic cause on the 4th of August, so that's next Friday, um, a lot of us, uh, hopefully, a lot of us are going to be around at the Tollington to help support Mike and his cause uh, there. So, yeah, come along and uh, help us spread the words about a fantastic cause. Of course, on Monday... I'm going to be doing my 72 goal, 72 goals. Wow, that'd be great. 72 hole golf challenge uh, with three of my friends. Obviously, we've been raising a lot of money in the last few weeks. We've raised nearly one and a half thousand pounds, which is amazing. Thank you so much, everybody that's continued to support that uh, and everything that's been uh, related to that. Uh, we've got some specific uh, or rather bespoke 
TGT merchandise that we're going to be wearing in the colours of Cancer McMillan. Uh, of course, we're doing it in the memory, I'm doing it in the memory of, of Vinny, and I know the other boys are doing it in memory of, of people they've lost very close to them to cancer as well. And I'm going to try and film as much of it as I can and maybe put together something of a bit of a, a vlog, if you like, so uh, you can see how the day went. And uh, yeah, it's starting at 6am. We're probably going to finish at about 8pm. It's going to be 14 hours, 50-odd thousand steps, and a, a lot of golf. So, yeah, thank you to everyone that's continued to support us in that regard as well. Right, um, let's go to the chat box then and tackle some of these questions. If he says, what's in it for the trolls? Why do they like you so much, Tom? Probably because I give them a bit of a response. Um, you know, I give them for, far, much, far too much oxygen. That's probably the reason as to why. Uh, Chris says, hey, Tom, we're seeing players we're linked to going for smaller fees than we have been quoted in the past. Are we seeing the Arsenal tax on players because we are interested? I think no matter what happens, Chris, we're always going to end up having to pay more than what some other clubs have to pay because, as you say, we're Arsenal and clubs know that we've got a certain amount of money. So that's always going to see, always, you know, going to see... Um, us pay a little bit of, of of a premium for players, which sucks, but it is the reality of it as well. Um, NSW says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Adama Traore as a Saka support? He's a free agent. I mean, very last case scenario on a one-year deal is about what I would do. Um, beyond that, it's just he's just not the right player uh, for us. Uh, I, I, it's a it's a shame kind of where Adama Traore's career is gone because I thought he was on for really big things, but sadly, just hasn't. It's not worked out, has it? Um, I remember when Wolves used to quote around £100 million uh, for the player and now he's left on a free. So it's it's strange how things change, isn't it? Um, Rank Dave says, uh, I am happy with this squad. If we get Kudus, I guess that we can get a centre-forward in January. Yeah, I just don't think the market for centre-forwards is there right now for Arsenal. I think it'll be next summer rather than this season for strikers. But who knows? Maybe we'll bring things forward to the January window. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Huki says, Tom, what's your predicted 11 for the start of the season? So I assume that's the Nottingham Forest game rather than the Man City game. Mine is Timber, Gabby, Saliba, White, Partey, Havertz, Odegaard, Martinelli, uh, Jesus and Saka. Um, I think mine's pretty similar. Um, I think it depends on whether or not Zinchenko's fit, even if he is. I mean, there's an argument that he may not be fit enough to start Forest at that Forest game, I would like to see Havertz and Odegaard start together. It's then a toss up between Partey and Rice as to who starts. Uh, I'd also start Trossard actually over Martinelli at the moment. I think Trossard deserves to play from the start. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, Holdini says, Tom, do you think that Arsenal treat the journalists in the press box well enough to be considered as a PR move? <laughs> Surely eating Arsenal funded snacks and drinks is kind of a bribe. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, Arsenal treat us very well, as do all of the other clubs. Uh, to be fair, like that is one of the perks of, of of working in the media is that you know you you are very well looked after by the clubs that um, you go up and down the country uh, visiting to watch Arsenal. You know they, they provide food, they provide drinks, um, not drink drinks. That would be silly. You're working, um, but uh, other than Forest on the last game of the season when they stayed up, they provided beers for everybody, which you can't really blame them because. They stayed up by beating Arsenal on the penultimate day of the season. So the beers were all around. It was honestly that day at Forest. We lost the title that day, which sucked. And to be honest, City were worthy winners of the league. But it was great seeing. Um, it was great to see the happiness there as well for Forest. Forest is a, is a team that I've got uh, like a lot of affinity to because I lived in Nottingham for three years. Um, 
and I was really happy to see them stay up. And whilst it was absolutely gutting seeing the performance that we put on, and look, I spoke to Granite Jacker after the game, who was equally gutted despite it being, you know, his penultimate game for Arsenal. You know, I remember Kiate, I think it was Kiate coming out with FaceTiming his family, like jumping up and down and laughing. You can hear the music from the dressing room by the mix zone. You know, it was, and obviously there was a lot of beers given out to, to everybody who was there that day, media, staff, whatever. So look, the clubs look after you very well. It's not just Arsenal. Um, it's it's all of that. But is it a PR move? You know, they want to be viewed. Obviously, every club wants to be viewed as as doing, you know, good things and um, putting on the best experience possible. You know, one of the big perks of, of being an Arsenal writer was at the end of the season, um, the media were invited for a day at the Emirates to play a seven-a-side tournament, which was amazing. You can still watch that video. I did a vlog of that day. If you'd like to see me playing on the Emirates pitch, we did a vlog of it. If you go into the video section of YouTube, you can find it. Just scroll down a little bit. It'll be there. Um, things like that are great. You know, those experiences are great. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's it's certainly uh, something I don't take for granted. Uh, Esmond says, uh, ooh, uh, not a popular opinion. Uh, but Ramsdale is overrated and a liability. Turner is better, and he should be given a chance at least to start in the Premier League as Ramsdale has had his chances. Now, I know that you're just trying to bait me, and it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. I know that you're not serious. Uh, Oluwale says, Tom, do you think turning uh, Inter's bid of 40 million for Balogun is a good is good, and how much do you think he's worth? I Again, I don't know what the source is about this. I would have included it in today's stories, but I couldn't find the source of... Um, where it's being reported. I've seen, you know, outlets say it's reported that Arsenal have turned down a bid from Inter. I can't find it. So if anyone can find it for me, where that's been officially reported, I'm not talking about like a random ITK on social media. You know, if anyone can tell me or find me the report of where it's been reported, then do send it my way. Um, yeah, as as Mike says, everyone in the TGT family come down to the Tolly on Friday. We might just give away a legend signed shirt. So yeah, on Friday, the 4th of August, it is the 4th of August, right? Pretty sure. Uh, it is indeed. Uh, come down to the Tonnington in the evening and join us for a really cool, fun event. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's for a really good cause. Uh, and obviously join us as well on the 13th of August uh, for our live podcast as well at the Mild May Club in Newington Green. Link down in the description to get your tickets as well. Um, if you're having any issues, by the way, with the website, if you're having any issues getting tickets, I know there's been some issues with the website and tickets wise, send me a DM, send me um, your information and I'll make sure that you are uh, all sorted out for tickets and stuff like that. Uh, let's go to um, Black Magic, who says, which is, by the way, a fantastic song uh, by Graphics. Check it out. It's drum and bass, but check it out. Black Magic by Graphics. It's brilliant. Um, what do you think of, uh, if you play Forza Horizon, you'll know, you'll know the song. Uh, what do you think of the emerging rumor of the possibility of Manchester United making a bid for Balogun? Uh, should we sell it to a direct arrival? No, we shouldn't. And if, if Man United are coming in for Balogun, we shouldn't sell to them. Simple as that. Would not do it. Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Thomas says, what do you think about Brighton not entertaining Chelsea and West Ham struggling to use the rice money? Is it a bit of justice for messing us about? On the second point, yes, it absolutely is. I don't care about West Ham. I can go do one. You know, I've really got frustrated with the coverage of the Declan Rice saga. I got frustrated with how it was handled. I was frustrated with their fan base trying to create some kind of non-existent rivalry between us and them. And they're now paying the price for that, ironically. Good use, good use of words there. And on the Brighton thing, uh, what do I think about them not entertaining Chelsea? They are well within their rights to do that. They're well within their rights to just say, this is the price. 
pay it or you don't get him. Simple as that. Moises Caicedo has done this to himself. I saw a, a tweet from a, a mutual friend of the channel's Tom Overend, who's a Chelsea fan. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he rightly pointed out Caicedo has done this to himself. He signed that contract. You know, if he wanted to leave and was desperate to leave, he should have not signed a new deal and just waited until the summer. Simple as that. And he could have left for a very good fee and left far, far easier than, than he is right now. Uh, let's go to um, UK smoker Chicken George says, uh, talk about a George Graham statue. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've won some brilliant things under George Graham and uh, it's probably along the list of things that they want to commemorate. But Arsene Wenger obviously did a lot more and was a lot more successful than George Graham. So I suppose he's higher up the list of people that they want to commemorate in terms of a statue. But uh, George Graham, um, there was a contentious end, of course, to his time with Arsenal, and he went to manage Spurs as well. So I suppose there's there's some question marks around that, about would you create a statue for a person who left in a certain way and then went to manage Tottenham? It's difficult, you know, it's very difficult indeed for that discussion to be had, I suppose. Um, but he did achieve some really big things for us. So you've got to appreciate that. And Anthony says the next statue has to be Ian Wright. Surely um, it's not a bad shout. Ian Wright, I think, would be well up there. Uh, I think Santi Cazula. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very biased. Very, very biased indeed. Um in terms of bringing in a statue for the next person. I'd love to see a statue. Can you imagine how small the statue, because all the statue would have to be. It would barely use any metal whatsoever. Um, it'd be great. Uh, let's go to... Um, uh, Dennis says, why would we have a statue of someone who went to Spurs? That's Yeah, that's kind of what I, I pointed out. Uh, Alex says, what is your least favourite chance at games? Uh, I find come on Arsenal the most passive aggressive and toxic thing and i can't imagine how people think it helps our players it's actually a really uh, simple um answer for me my least favorite chant is what do you think of tottenham now you might think well, why is that your least favorite ch chant and the using the letter y there is a bit of an indication as to why it is my least favorite chant because sadly um when that chant finishes, um, it, for some, still provokes the use of the Y word. Um, and that's why it's my least favourite song. Um, it's it's certainly something I know Mike in the chat box now, who is Jewish, of course, um, has been with me and others. And when I'm with Mike at games or when I'm with Mike around some Arsenal fans or at pubs and that chant is used and the Y word is then chanted at the end of that song, it's incredibly uncomfortable um, because it is very offensive. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't know the history of that, and I would recommend doing as much research as you can into it. Um, but that's why it's my least favorite song, um, because sadly, it's it, some people don't aren't educated on the damaging effects of that of that word um, when it's chanted at the end of that song. What I would say is that it's it's getting a lot better is that I've been at the Tonington when that song has been chanted at the end of last season and you've got a packed out pub and no one said that word. I've And that is real progress, you know, really, really good progress. Um, so that for me, it remains my least favourite song because I always get really anxious about how that's going to end and who's going to chant that word at the end of it. Um, but uh, yeah, 
I'm sure that wasn't what you were expecting when you asked the question, um, but it is a very, very honest and easy answer for me to come up with that. Um, so, yeah. But, Steve, as you say, if you don't use the Y words, um, that chant in its true form, um, what do you think of Tottenham? And all the things that Jack Wilshere, you know, the links back to that, you know, that in its condensed form without that horrible use of the word at the end is a great song. Um, but sadly, at the moment, it's tarnished by the use of the Y word at the end of it for some. But I hope that if you hear it and you hear people doing it, you refrain yourselves. I know when I was younger, I sadly have to admit that I joined in with it because I wasn't educated. I didn't know what the word meant. I didn't know what it was. And as a young fan in and around other Arsenal fans, learning songs and things like that, you just think, oh, I don't know what this word is. I'm just going to join in and be part of the you know, the the mob mentality, if you know, it's not a mob mentality, but it's just a sheep. It's it's, it's a sheeple thing, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, Deary me, you can get banned for that comment. Um, so, uh, in regards to that, I hope that covers things uh, as best you can. Just don't use it. Don't use that word, uh, please, because it's incredibly offensive to um, people like my good friend Mike. Uh, Front Yard says, Tom, as a non-London-based Arsenal fan, I'm trying to go to more games this year for any tips I've had to work at stadiums to watch games before. It's really difficult. And I get messages all the time from fans that are asking about how the best way is to get tickets, um, what the best way is to... Um, kind of get into games because they're struggling for um to get into just get a ticket you know and sadly that encourages people to go to touts or try and find ways now the arsenal ballot system for all of its flaws and it's not perfect um it's not perfect in any way shape or form and it does need to improve it is what it is doing really really well is discouraging touting and it's stopping touting um from happening so um I always say to people that you've got to go through the official channels. You've got to go through the ballot system. I assume they're still doing the um, the exchange. So if you can use the exchange, use the exchange. If you're part of a uh, supporter club abroad, um, often you can sometimes get tickets through them. Um, so if you official supporter group, getting get in contact with them, see if they've got an official line with Arsenal, like Arsenal America, for example. You get allocation of tickets sometimes, see if you can get involved with that. But it is really, really hard um, uh, to get tickets. And sadly, um, we're in a situation where um, there are more people that want tickets than there are seats in the stadium. And you're going to miss out. And that's going to be crap for people. <laughs> you know, That's going to be really, really rough. And I think that that is something that a lot of people will just have to come to terms with. Um, there's going to be a day where I'm probably not covering Arsenal anymore and I'm going to be in the same boat. I'm very fortunate and very privileged at this moment in time that I get to go to the games for work. Um, but yeah, it's 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 mad. Uh, Mike says Arsenal America as a whole was granted six tickets for the North London Derby game for 5,000 members. That gives you kind of an idea that even the supporter groups are and do really struggle with allocations themselves. So, yeah, um, it's very, very difficult at the moment. But I just wish you the best of luck. And please do go through the official channels to try and get your tickets. Don't risk your money by going to people that don't, sadly, um, and don't have any credibility when it comes to tickets at all. Uh, Joseph says, what is the ballot system? Basically, for members, you now have to apply for the chance to get chosen to get a ticket. 
So if you've got a proper membership, you enter the ballot system. And to my understanding, I've not used it, so I can't tell you, but I'm sure there are people in the chat box watching that can give you a better explanation of me um, than me. Then, yeah, um, but you basically like a lottery is what it is, Jason. It's a lottery for a certain uh, certain supporters who have memberships to enter to try and get tickets. Um, let's go. John says, Tom, if you're going the supporter club route, you will still need your own membership to get a ticket. Good point, John. And thank you for bringing that up. So yeah, if you are going through supporter clubs, you will still need to be an Arsenal member um, to get your ticket. So make sure that you do that. Holding says, Tom, are you a season ticket holder? I wish, you know, sadly not. Um, I got to Arsenal very late in terms of being at games. I was 17 when I went to my first game. Always supported them, of course, through my childhood, but was never able financially to afford to go to Arsenal um, when I was younger. And so I didn't get a membership till I was 17. And that sadly meant that, you know, that the season ticket waiting list is incredibly long, stupidly long. There were people that have deferred their ticket for a year and lost it, you know, I've, I know about. So sadly, um, it's just for those that haven't got season tickets and that are on the waiting list, you're going to be waiting 99, more than 99% likely for a very, very long time indeed. Um, let's go to uh, Sean says, Tom, can you start the show at 6.30 or 7am? A lot of us have to go to work before 8, please. <laughs> I'm going to go with no, um, but uh, you can, of course, always still catch up. Um, so do catch up, Sean. I can only apologize. Uh, Leslie says, don't forget the ticket exchange is still an option. And hopefully you'll find more this season as Silver and Reds can post a ticket exchange after matches are sold out if they can no longer attend games. So there you go. Leslie pointing out a very important point there for anyone trying to find a ticket on the exchange as well. Um Hugh says, uh, as, an ex as an Icelander, uh, I was so... Sounds like a, a superhero, doesn't it? And the Icelander. <laughs> as an Icelander, I was so happy to see Arsenal finally signed a player from Iceland, only to see him called the worst signing in the club's history. Give Runnison a chance. <laughs> you got a feel for the Icelandic Arsenal fans, don't you, that are represented at the moment by what I think most people would probably agree is one of Arsenal's worst pieces of business they've, that they've ever done. And they can't move him on because they've given Runison a very, very good wage, around 40,000, I think, pounds reportedly is what he's on. Um, so, yeah, very, very difficult uh, to ever see Runison leaving um, if it's not for a good amount of, of money coming into the club as well. I think they're looking for a, a one to uh, a one to two million pound kind of figure for him as well. Um Let's go to uh, Sam says, Tom, is it clear that we need to extend the stadium based on the issues? The first 100,000 seater stadium in the UK. I don't think we can. I think you can extend it within to a certain degree, but you would have to restructure all of the seats because the seats were basically designed in a way in which they could have, I think, added another 10 odd thousand seats, but they wanted to give the, the viewer experience the best possible experience. So they, made it better leg room and things like that. But I don't think there's the space to extend that stadium anymore. I don't think the planning would allow it. Um, we are going to be in a position where maybe they have to restructure things inside. It's not like, you know, remember like old grounds used to be in a position where you would, because they were like blocks, so it'd be like four corners. So you just extend outwards and then, you know, add the, the side parts. But because the Emirates is like a bowl, I don't know how I think it's far more difficult to like expand upon those types of stadiums. It also gets to a point where if you're extending the stadium upwards, that it becomes almost impossible to see what's going on on the pitch. Like if you sit in the very back row in the, the East or the West end, 
Like it is incredibly small, the players from that distance. So there are lots of logistical problems as well, sadly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's very difficult, I think, to to expand the stadium much beyond what it already is. Uh, it does need renovation, though. It does need upgrades, and they are certainly doing that. I said, yeah, Nick, I, 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 was, I just assumed Nick was going to be your name. <laughs> Nick Campbell. N. Campbell. If your name is Nick, that's brilliant, by the way. Um, but N. Campbell says, what about standing space? This is potentially another strategy. If there's standing, safe standing, maybe that is a way that we can expand the... Um, the uh what's it called the the attendance i suppose so yeah uh, i think that is the way forwards um potentially is is safe standing and integrating that into the stadium maybe that's how you expand in some ways um the allocation for what is available um philip says people always say that man city's backup 11 could finish in the top four what do you think arsenal's b team could do if they played a full season all right, so our B team is probably uh, now, at this moment in time, if we're thinking everybody's fully fit and in top form, you've got Turner in goal, you've got Timber at right back, I suppose, um, Tomiyasu and Kivior and Tierney would be the back four. So Timber, Tomiyasu, Kivior and Tierney would be your back four. Um and then in the midfields, I suppose if you're going 4-3-3, you could choose either one of Rice or Partey again. So let's say, because I know it will annoy people if I don't put Partey first, uh, let's say Rice is the second choice, so he'll go at CDM. Uh, Fabio Vieira at 10, um, and Smith-Rowe is the other, other 10 as well. So you've got Smith-Rowe and Vieira as your two attacking midfielders. On the right, you'd have Reese Nelson. Up top, you'd have an Enketia or Balogun. I suppose Balogun right now with the squad. And Trossard on the left. Where do I think that team would finish? I think it would be in a very good shout of doing quite well, you know. If it would stayed fit all season and you never had to worry about it, I think it could compete for top four. Um, yeah, I don't see why that eleven couldn't compete for top four at all. I suppose you could use Jorginho and Rice as well, as uh, Goratha um, says, uh, Gorvar. Thana, uh, I think is the better pronunciation, says Jorginho and Rice. Uh, maybe that's the better option. Smith Rowe at 10. That might be the better way to do it as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it would be able to compete for top four. I think they would beat Chelsea last season. <laughs> that's for sure. And yeah, Holdini actually says that point as well. So very much so. Amir says, oh, what handicap are you going to be playing off on Monday? Well, after paying for seven months, uh, I have a handicap estimated. It's not official, but I just use an app to input my scores and then it tells me where I'm at. Uh, of 30 is my handicap at the moment after playing for seven months. And to be fair, when I was in the New Forest, I did hit a 93, which is by far the best score I've ever hit on an 18, which I was very, very happy about um, after just seven months. So yeah, uh, improving, improving all the time. Um, Sam says, that's true. You ever watch a game at the camp now in the uh, <laughs> in the nosebleed section, but would be nice to get more people in. I've been lucky enough to see a couple of games, but I know some and plenty haven't. Yeah, loads of people I know haven't been able to see games yet, which is really, uh, really, really uh, frustrating, obviously. Uh, Mike says, you could get 120,000 seats if everyone had someone sitting on their shoulders. You could. I mean, the people that are holding people up aren't seeing a thing other than the, th the front row. But yeah, that's that's maybe a strategy that's being considered. <laughs> Absolutely not, but maybe. Um, let's go to uh, Esmond says, Ramsdale's stats and mistakes are not good. It is his job to stop goals, but he is over 
wasted liability. He is at fault for many goals and points. Reaction time is slow and his enemy uh, are his enemy. Uh, lose his focus, turn a better. I'm not going to do it. You're not tempting me into it. I know that you're not genuine. I know that it's just trolling. It just can't be real. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, just go back and watch the Liverpool game. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, reactions. Yeah, my goodness. Uh, Jason says, do you think Arteta should take the League Cup more seriously this season? I think he does take it relatively seriously. I just think that ultimately we've come up against Brighton, who knocked us out last season, who were a very good side that played their first team. You are going to rotate. You naturally are just going to rotate. You're back in the Champions League. The League Cup is our fifth priority beyond title, top four, FA Cup, Champions League. Those four things all take priority over the League Cup. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's difficult to to justify playing your really strong sides. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. Um, Maximia says, "How do Dortmund manage to pack so many people into that such a small space?" I've been a fan of their stadium, Tom. Yeah, it's a really very well built and designed ground. It's just, that's probably the best way. The Emirates is designed more so for fan service, I think, than the idea of fitting as many people into a stadium as possible. It's more designed for the, the match experience more than it is for, you know, the, the attendance, which is actually a good thing in some degree, you know, and certainly I think it shows a, a caretaker aspect to the fans that go. But it is still, I think, at this moment, after nearly 17 years, I think now, it does need re- renovations. It does need upgrades. It does need improvements. And there are improvements being made. You know, the, the artwork around the outside of the stadium is great. The new screens inside of the stadium are really good. You know, but they, they need to improve the concourse. They need to improve the infrastructure. Um, it's certainly uh, the seats need improving. Like, you can't even tell which number seat is yours anymore. That needs to improve. They need to change that. So, yeah, a, a lot needs to a lot needs to change still at the Emirates to make it a, a better stadium. But you can't doubt the foundation of a great stadium is, is still very much there. Um, thank you uh, to everybody that's tuned in. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we're going to be wrapping the show up there. I'll be back tomorrow morning um, for more information. Uh, maybe there'll be more Arsenal stuff to discuss in tomorrow's show. It's been very quiet the last 24 hours. Um, but with the first games of the new season very fast approaching, uh, we'll have more than just transfers to discuss as well. Um, but yes, there'll be a show tomorrow morning. There won't be a live show on Monday, but I'm probably going to pre-record a show for Monday, maybe a preview of the Emirates Cup game. We'll have to wait and see or something different. Um, but thank you to everybody that's tuned in. It is very much appreciated. Do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe, stay well, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.